The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. Let's go. It is time for Cowboys Storyline. I am Nick Eatman here. It's Friday, September 29th. Just a couple of days away from the Cowboys taking on the New England Patriots at AT&T Stadium. 325 kickoff. Should be a lot of fun. Let's, let's see what uh, Bill Belichick and Ezekiel Elliott and Mac Jones and those guys have for the Cowboys. More than anything, let's see what the Cowboys can do uh, flipping the script. If you can lose to the Cardinals and play a game like they did last Sunday, then I think everything's on the table. And and that's something that they're probably talking about this week. I know Mike McCarthy said this morning on the radio that the, you know, if he would kind of describe his team and the way they've practiced, it would be urgency. So that's probably a good thing um, to hear for, for the Cowboys. Uh, All right. Storylines for this team, really, it comes down to, you know, to the injury front, I think for, for Dallas, Uh, I, I get the sense Zach Martin is going to play or at least has a better chance of playing. We saw that just, just in the locker room. I mean, last week he talks on Thursdays, Last Thursday, he did not talk. Um, He also didn't do a conference call on Friday uh, for the PR staff. He did talk yesterday. He is going to do another conference call for them. So that right there just kind of tells me, I mean, he's at least thinking about, you know, getting there, getting ready to play. He practiced a little bit some yesterday. So did Tyler Biotish. I think those guys have, have a better chance to play. Tyron Smith, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put in that category. Uh, I don't. I don't see that happening. And then I would think uh, Chuma Idoga will play again at left tackle and start uh, the game at left tackle. That's the way it's kind of trending for now. All right, eight 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 five five two two nine seven. That is the phone line. The text line. I should have this memorized, but I don't yet. Eight one seven two nine zero three two nine eight. Uh, we've had the same phone line for about 20 years, so that's why I know that one. But the text line, um, still get some great stuff out, out of the text messages as well. Well, we're going to start with the phone line. We'll start with Gary in New Mexico. Gary, you're first off here on Cowboy Storyline. What's up? Hey, Nick. How you doing? Congratulations on a popular show. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Got a quick, got a quick trivia question for you, then I'll ask you a real Uh-oh. question. I better be ready. Okay. Of all the prominent Dallas Cowboy running backs to leave and go to another team, only one has ever come back to Dallas and beaten the Cowboys. Who was it? Mm, prominent now. I like how you say that. Not just some some guy. Oh, man. Oh, God, that's a good one. Uh, I don't think Herschel did. Uh, I don't no, think... Marshall beat him on the road, but he never came back and beat him in Texas. Okay. Dorsett didn't do it. DeMarco Murray, I don't believe, did either. Uh, man, if I had a little bit more time. Go ahead. You got me. Back, man. This would be Calvin Hill in 1976 with the Redskins. Calvin Hill, 76. I should have known that. I was, you know, I was at, I was like six months old. But I should have got that one. <laughs> Good. I, I was a youngster too. I just I read all this That's stuff. That's a good one. Kids just in grain. I like okay, that. Okay, here's my here's my concern. Okay, mm-hmm. that that blank show that they put out there last week in Arizona, <laughs> I think has made this game against New England a must win game, because if you lose this game Sunday, now you're going to San Francisco and to the Chargers. You're staring two and four in the face. Mm. But you think it's a must game this week? 
Yeah, I, I thanks for the call, Gary. Um, I get a little you know uneasy about saying must uh, wins on in, in September or really o- October as well. I, I always kind of categorize it as you better win. It's not really a must win, but you better win. You better win if you want to be the team that you think you're going to be. Could could they mathematically? Of course, you can do anything you want to do still early in the year. But I know what you're saying here. It is a a must win game for 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 that mentality. Uh, I like to just say they better win. They they have to go out and establish themselves as a good football team. And right now the jury's the jury's out. I mean, we think that they're going to be good. They've been good the last couple of years. They've added some key pieces. They've got some great players on this team. And they did lose, you know, a key player in Trayvon Diggs. But they have to go out and show that they can do this. And and it doesn't matter who the quarterback is. I mean, Bill Belichick knows who his quarterback is. He he's figured out ways to win, despite you know, in spite of him. And and I think that that this is going to be a big challenge. So. Yeah, they know that, that everybody knows San Francisco is on the schedule. We've been talking about it for the last month. So San Francisco, Chargers as well, um, you know, that that's going to be an interesting game too. So this is one of those that, you know, you, you got to take care of your, your home games. You, you've got to beat teams that aren't, you know, considered the elite teams. You've got to go and win a game like this. So that's where I, I think it's, a, it's a, a better win type situation. All right, Curtis in Oklahoma, you're next. Curtis, what's up? Hey, good morning. Good morning, Curtis. Hey, uh, just a few things uh, that I kind of wanted to talk about. Uh Um, The main thing I'm looking for this weekend is a clean game um, as far as penalties. Um, I don't want to see the defensive offsides. You know, the offense for the Patriots isn't really, um, you know, lighting up the scoreboard. So, you know, you definitely can't uh, give them continued drives like that. Um, Another thing is, you know, if you would have told me in training camp, that our first-round pick, Mozzie Smith, wouldn't really be effective and our kicker would be automatic. I would be pretty shocked at those two things. Um, And then the last thing is, you know, I consider myself a homer, and I'm a huge Tony Romo fan, Mm -hmm. but I was still really surprised at the nomination for the Hall of Fame. And when I look at him and Dak and what Dak has done, team success, and even individually, you know, I think Dak is just as good. Um, in that aspect. So considering those two things, um, I'll just hang up and hear what you got to say about that. Okay. Um, let me clarify that part of Romo. He's, he wasn't nominated for the hall of fame. He's, he's one of the, they call it semifinalists. I think there's 197 players on that list or maybe 170. I went through the entire list and looked at all former cowboy connections. And I found 15 guys that have played for the Cowboys, Keith Brooking, it was it was in on that mix. I'm, I'm Leroy Glover, Eric Williams, Nate Newton, Stepnoski, of course Darren Woodson, uh, Eddie George. I mean, I'm talking about just all players that have ever played for the Cowboys, and uh, Romo was on there. So when it gets paired down to 25 here later on in this year, now now let, let's let's talk about it. And I I don't know if Romo will be in that mix. So. Um, uh, he hasn't. He's got a long ways to go when it comes to that. I, and he was on that same list last year too. So um, the it, the finalists, when they get down to the twenty five, that's where it starts to get serious. I think Darren Woodson's the one we're always kind of looking at there. Clean game, uh, true, because you know New England is going to to play that that way. That they they play it a very disciplined style. Uh, that's that's one thing that that Belichick always kind of goes for. You know, he's 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 said that he's admitted that you know talent, athleticism, all that is great, 
but he's also looking for for you know the smart players that understand their role, understand you know the the schemes and the concepts, and and, and you have to play that way when when the style that that he uses. I mean, the Cowboys have been talking about it all week. They, you know, they they play uh, a three four defense. Sometimes they play four three in the middle of the game. They switch back and forth, and you got to have players that are disciplined to be able to do that. So yeah, that that's going to be a big deal. And as for Mozzie and, and and Aubrey, you know, yeah, Aubrey. After three games, he's been uh, he's been stellar. You know, um, he's been better than you've wanted him to be. And I say that because all this red zone talk, he's kicked a lot more field goals than a lot of the Cowboys have have wanted to see out of him. All right, Joe and Stanford, you're next. Morning, Nick. Morning, so, Joe. So uh, a few quick things. So first, um, um. I don't have really any expectations of this game. Yes, last week was so confusing to me uh, that I just want them to win. That's my only expectation. Just please win. I don't care how we do it. I don't care if it's in the last second. I don't care if it's ugly. I don't care if it's pretty. I just want to win. Yeah. So I don't. I, I just don't know what to think about a lot of things that happened last week. I think it's hard to take anything from it. So I'm not going to take anything from it except for let's just please win. Um, yeah. A couple other things. The last caller was talking about Tony Romo in comparison to uh, to uh, uh, Dak. You know, this may not be a popular opinion. This is my opinion personally. I feel like Tony Romo was the best quarterback that ever played for the Cowboys. Why is that? I know. Well, I just think skill, skill. He was super clutch. If Tony had the teams put with him mm-hmm. that a lot of these other players had. He would have killed it. If he had this team, he would be flying up and down the field. That's my opinion. Well, let, let me let's let's uh let's have some fun with this now because if this isn't if these last two years aren't the best team the Cowboys have had in a while, it would be 07. And he was yeah. flying up and down the field with them. And, yeah. and and they were really good. I mean, we 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 kind of know why they didn't win that game against the Giants, but Rush. I think I think you can argue though he had some talent around him though Romo. Oh no, I'm not saying he didn't have talent around him, but he didn't have these kind of defenses. Troy had these kind of defenses he played with. That's one thing people forget about the '90s because everybody likes to talk about the triplets. But Troy had people like Darren Woodson and Deion Sanders playing with him. Yeah. Number one defenses in the league. Charles Haley. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Roger Staubach, same thing, doomsday defenses. And I'm not dissing those guys. They're amazing players. Probably maybe better leaders than Tony was, especially at the beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. If you want to have one knock on Tony, that might be the knock. And that's where Dak maybe has it over Tony. But any in any other metric or comparison, it ain't close. Tony Romo would is was way better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Yeah, well, I mean – I uh I said yeah as in as in like I hear you. <laughs> uh, I I don't know I don't know where I where I fall in on that. And, and Joe, I, thanks for the call. I, I love the first part you said. Just win. Just just win the game. It doesn't ha- it doesn't have to doesn't it really matter how because that's what last week kind of does. And in a weird way, I said this on the plane uh, to Derek Eagleton after the game. I said you know in a weird way it's almost a little refreshing. Because it's kind of just it just hits the reset button on this whole season of like, 
you know, everything is back on the table now. I mean, let's let's get excited about wins. Let's get style points aren't really going to matter as much. Let's go and 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 get you know do the things that that we're hoping that we're going to see from this team and not have to worry about how they compare against somebody that's not even on the schedule or not on the schedule for a while. Like let's just take everything in front of them, and that's kind of where they are. Let's see if the Cowboys approach it the same way. As for Dak and Romo, I said this. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, that's one thing about comparing quarterbacks in different eras and all that. It doesn't really matter. Um, at the end of the day, you know, what, what fans are, are, are talking about is just that they haven't been back to the Super Bowl in, what, 28 years, 27 years? So, you know, and Romo's a part of that. So is Dak. You know, Aikman was at the, at the end of his career and all the other guys kind of in between, you know, Romo there. So... You know that's that's what it comes down to. I mean, there are some things that I, there are some 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 areas of Romo's game that I think he he was really really good. I think he's so underrated uh, as a quarterback. Um, he didn't get the job done at the end, you know. But and, and you can say the clutch thing is kind of weird because as a fourth quarter quarterback, he was really good. I think he has a quarterback rating off the charts in the fourth quarter. He would come back. He could rally. Of course, when you say clutch, you think about playoffs. You also think about dropping the snap as a holder in Seattle and, and things like that that kind of went against them. And and you can say what you want. He shouldn't have been holding. He did. He was, and he dropped it. And and so, you, you know, if you want to make the argument about Romo, you can. If you want to say how great he was, he's good. I, I just think as it stands right now, Romo and Dax, their careers are very similar uh, in, in what they've done and also what they haven't done. All right, Michael in Bowling Green, Kentucky. What's up? Hey, funny you were mentioning about Romo and Dak. The last time I called in on the Cowboys line was about 10 years ago on Veterans Day. I talked to Gil Brandt. They had a deal. If you were a veteran, you went to the front of the line. And I asked him about Romo. Could could Romo take him to the Super Bowl? But my question today is they they just got rid of the linebacker, Harper, I believe. Yes. Do you think they got rid of him because they've got somebody that they're trying to get? Or did they get rid of him because of that penalty on the Turpin play? Um, the good question. Um, you know, I I'm not sure why um, just yet. I mean, why, why that they they released him? Um, the the penalty. It's not just because of the penalty. It's um it's probably because the penalty is the one thing that you know about Devin Harper. I mean, he's not doing. A, really anything else. I mean, he's not going around and making a lot of special teams plays and contributing. And he's, he's not at the point where, I mean, this team's thin at linebacker. You know, he's not a guy that that's, that's chomping at the bit for them to, to put on the field to say, Oh, we can, you know, we can use him and play him here. You know, we're, they're like, well, we got to put Marquise Bell at linebacker. We got to put, you know, J. Ron Curse. We got to put Donovan Wilson. I mean, not a linebacker at linebacker. We got to move other guys. So that was part of it. I don't think he had taken that that step to to be a, a linebacker on the field full time. Um, the penalty didn't help. Um, I didn't, you know, it didn't hurt that. It didn't hurt as bad as people think, in, in my opinion. Um, just because it was a huge penalty. It was like sixty five yards of off of of uh, field position, but they did go down the. I mean, they went down the field quickly. They were back right inside the red zone in, in a matter of, of minutes. So. 
Um, didn't have a huge impact in the game. But, of course, timing was everything. And, and maybe if they were already down there, they could have scored quicker and maybe changed that, that whole game because they did have some momentum uh, built up. And, and, uh, but it was a penalty. I mean, it, it, that, that is a penalty. He was holding him uh, as, as the, you know, the, the kick was in the air. So uh, it might have changed some things there. Um, I think what they're going to – I think what they could do is, I mean, you have a guy like Malik Jefferson – on the practice squad, you could start elevating him uh, on game day. They were elevating Brock Hoffman. They're out of elevations for him. So they could sign Hoffman, who had a nice game at center. He played pretty well. They could move Hoffman onto the roster, and then they could elevate a linebacker on game day, Malik Jefferson. Or you could sign Jefferson um, and elevate other centers that you have, Um uh, Harlow Price uh, that they just added. So um, there, there's there's things that they can do. Um, but, but I mean, I would think Malik Jefferson, maybe Tyra Sweet, but I would think Jefferson's probably going to factor in to this. Um, and I wonder what Gil Brandt said about Romo. Wait, what was his answer? I should have asked you that. Um, did he think he could take him there? It's just this quarterback talk about like the best of all time or the even the best right now is Dak top 10 is he top 5 is he top 20 I mean just win I mean it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter at the end of the day it's like your opinion versus your opinion you know I I look at guys like uh, Kirk Cousins and I just think you know a lot of stats maybe on one on your fantasy team I don't want him in a, in a clutch situation you know, I mean, like, like there's just different guys that you just think differently of. But at the end of the day, it's who's winning, who can take their team where they want to go. You know, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, those guys get put, you know, put up there pretty high. And, you know, but but Allen hasn't won a lot, you know, either. So um, it, it just it really doesn't matter, you know, but this stuff, this kind of stuff happens when you lose games and you lose the way the Cowboys did the other day. All right. Ronnie in New Jersey. Ronnie, what's up? Good morning, Nick. How are you doing? Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. I love your shows, all the shows. Thank um, you. Yeah. Uh, Nick, uh, the big-ass comment, I had this in my mind, I wanted to tell you. Um, you were talking about, on the Cowboys break, Ronald Leary. That's, uh, that, you were comparing him to another guy. That seems right. That. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, you and uh, Brian brought us, and you guys were talking about it, and, and you were comparing him to another guard, and you were like, he has a lot of ass. <laughs> Chris, so Chris, anchored down. Chris, do we have that clip? I mean, the, that that drop. It, it's somewhere. It was years ago. Uh, it was years uh, ago, was and I said it. Yeah, yeah. And I've heard a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, but it was him. That that seems that seems right. And also so because it was him. I, I heard the show that day, and I started laughing when you mentioned it. All right, all right. <laughs> Let's just go with that then. But uh, my question: um, We're mo- we're doing the youth movement, right? And it seems like uh, Tyron Smith, this might be his last year, the way he's looking. I mean, he looks great when he's on the field, but with his injuries and everything. And I know we have this, we drafted this kid last year and we moved him out to left tackle. But what about uh, if we're going to have a youth movement, let's make the whole left side young for the future. What about if we uh, half of the year or, you know, half a, a quarter here and there, put uh, Richards, uh, awesome Richards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move him and, and and let him get some reps at left tackle with Tyron Smith. That way, you give him a break, and we still we're still moving uh, with the youth movement. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think for sure because he's um, got an ass. Yeah, there it is, <laughs> and, and there it is. 
It's probably like 10 years old. It was Ron O'Leary, man. You were talking about it because his pants were like always uh, halfway. Like, well, see, uh, that's point. that's another part of it too. Like you, you, we saw more of it than we really wanted to see. Exactly. You know, it was always you know it was always the crack of dawn going on with him. But um, yeah, uh, uh, good player though. Good good player. All right, man. Thanks thanks for the call. Um, youth movement. Um, you know, I don't care. I don't care if it's Jason Peters at 43 years old. I really don't care. I mean, I think during the season, I think you, you, you've got to you've got to short up. I mean, who can block? Who can figure it out? If it's awesome, if he's ready to go, that's even better. Obviously, I mean, it was so valuable to have you know uh, Tyler Smith play like he did last year, and now here he is in his second year. You know, you you want Mozzie Smith to kind of pick it up. And if Jonathan Hankins is not on the roster next year, because he did sign a one-year deal, I mean, you would love for Mozzie to be that guy to kind of take over. So far, it's early in the season. We haven't really seen that. You know, you love that Damone Clark was able to do what he did last year and get him ready for this year. But if, if the guy's not capable, of, you don't just put him out there just because you want him to learn on the run. You don't do that to your quarterback's blind side. So it's got to be a guy worthy of doing it. If, he, if, if he's ready... You know, if, if awesome is, is awesome, go for it. But if he's not, then I, I, I don't think you just throw, throw it out there. I mean, I think if you're going to move Tyler Smith to tackle, I think Idoga's fine at guard. I think TJ Bass could be fine at guard. So you got options there. They'll, they'll figure it out. Uh, unfortunately, that's just the way it goes at offensive line. You're not going to just have the same guys. This team certainly hasn't had the continuity uh, like that at all. So, uh, all right, let's go to another caller here before our first break. This is from uh, Joel in, o- in El Paso or Joe. Uh, yes, I'm here. Hey, man, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Hey, uh, two things. I wanted to say one thing with uh, I think that Romo and Dak, uh, everybody's always comparing them to different fans. I think Romo always got all the blame for anything that happened, and it seems like Dak gets all the excuses as if, like, they'll say his receivers are messed up, his his offensive line. He just gets a lot of excuses, and I think Dak and Romo took a lot of blame. Um, he talk about that. And also another thing, um, you've heard of the Madden curse, right? Mm-hmm. So I've come up with the Jerry Jinx, and – I think everybody that Jerry seems to pay, uh, they either get hurt or they start um, their play goes really down. It goes all the way back to Mark. Goes back uh, to who? Marco Rivera. Do you remember that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, is there anybody that you can remember getting a payday that hasn't gotten hurt or really significant? Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's easier to go the other way. I mean, like, like who are the who are the guys? Well, yeah, you gotta you gotta remember this too. It, getting hurt is one thing. Not playing as well is different because that because all of a sudden your expectations are completely different now. I mean, when, I mean, we've seen it with guys that are playing well, playing well. It's time for their contract. Now they get a contract. Oh, look at them! They're in the top five of their position or top ten or whatever. Now you get evaluated differently. Terrence Newman got evaluated differently. You know, he was still getting four or five interceptions a game, but that wasn't good enough once you get your contract. Once you get the, that contract, you know, now now you should be getting eight, nine picks a game. And so the expectations obviously go up. We've seen it with Dak as well. 
um, you know, n now because you start putting a number onto their uh, their performance. Um, as for the injuries, I mean, okay, Trayvon Diggs. I mean, that's something f for sure that, that 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 happened. I don't know if it's a if it's a jinx. I mean, it's. It, it happened. It was it, it was an injury. I mean, good for him. Good for him for taking the money, you know, and, and not drawing it out a little bit. And that's that's what you do. That's what that's what negotiations are. What they are. You want to get them knocked out of the way. So because injuries do happen. So he you know he protected him himself. And you know I mean it's a little different situation with CD. I mean he's got a little bit more more time before he is a you know a free agent. So I don't know if he's going to be rushing to the table, but. You know, I, I'm sure things like that happen. I, I just don't know if if you've got a long list of the Jerry Jinx. Uh, I'm just not I'm not familiar with that one uh, as much. I mean, it, it happens. It was unfortunate, but you know, the good thing is, is Trayvon. You know, he's going to be a part of this team for a while, and he's working with the best in the business when it comes to the rehab guys that they've got. And I, I would imagine by the off season of next year, some OTAs, maybe mini camps, and then uh, he should be. He probably will be full go. You know, ready for for training camp, uh, or at least that's the goal. Uh, as corners, it's a little different when you got a knee injury and you're cutting and running and all that. But I, I would imagine he'll be in good shape for uh, for next year. All right, let's take a break here on Cowboys storyline. We'll be right back. We got a caller on the line. Maybe we'll get some text uh, line questions as well. Be right back. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouthwatering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Welcome back, Cowboys Storylines. Second half of the show here. Got a few more minutes before we will call it a, a, a week and uh, make some predictions. We got some pod picks uh, that we will we'll talk about. Our, our, our theme this week is the uh, who's going to score the first running uh, touchdown of the game, first rushing touchdown, either team. 
either team might see some uh, some Stevenson, some uh, answers, some Zeke, uh, maybe Pollard. Rico Dattle scored the only touchdown, I believe, last week for the Cowboys. was on a rushing touchdown, but he did score. And, um, you know, maybe he, he's a guy. You know, they're going to have to do something in the red zone. They're going to have to kind of – you know, they can't just keep running the ball, running the ball. And that's one thing, too, that, that I've been kind of thinking about when, when, when it comes to, like, this interception, the, this this god-awful interception that Dak threw. I get it. It was terrible. I mean, where, where, who's he throwing it, you know, to? There was three guys there. But I – I'm not, I'm not killing him for it because, number one, I mean, they had to score two touchdowns, and they're, they're trying to get back in the game here. It's third down. But, like, what else are you going to do? You're not going to run. I mean, they, they've, they've proven they cannot run the football down there. And that was the goal, run the ball. Not working, not working. This line cannot push anybody from the 10-yard line in. That was, like, their end zone. They stopped. No more push there at the 10-yard line. So it's not gonna, you're not going to run it in. You're not getting a call. You might get the call, but they'll pick it up. So you're not getting any any help officiating wise there in the end zone, their guys, all that. So you have you have to take it upon yourself. That's why I'm I'm not giving I'm putting so much on on Dak for this because I mean nothing else was working. We've played what 55 of the 60 minutes. You're not running it. You're not throwing it in there. You got to do something to you know you, to to make it happen. That's not what you want, but yet. What what other options are there? I mean, I, I get it. Throw it away and live for fourth down. Figure something else out. Not not a great call. I'm not giving him excuses. I'm just saying no one else was doing anything. So he you know he, that's what happens when you start putting pressure on the quarterback you, to go and, and make the play. That's what they're trying to avoid him to do. But but sometimes that happens. Again, no excuse. You can't make that that throw there. But you know somebody else needs to step up. And it, it hadn't happened uh, that entire game either side of the ball. Honestly. All right. Uh, let's go to the phone line. Marquise from Virginia. Marquise, what's up? Hey, what's up, Nick? Hey, I uh, called last week. I mentioned that nobody was talking about the linebackers. That was either a good thing or a bad thing. And we saw against Arizona. It was a bad thing. Yeah. Clearly, the weakness of the defense. And what bothers me is that two years ago, Dan Clem proved to be like a mad genius by using the linebacker we drafted, Michael Carson's, to also pass rush. Our best linebacker is also our best DN. We have a problem there because we don't use him on rundowns as a linebacker, and we should. I think he would be more dynamic on obvious rundowns, first down, second and short, and then let him go down and rush the passer as opposed to he's almost out of the game in, in running downs unless he can chase something down from behind. And, it's, and our linebackers, I'm sorry, we used to get, and I'm a Notre Dame fan too, and rightfully so. We used to get Jalen a lot of crap. And we have to realize that LVE has never been the same since his rookie year. It's a reason why he keeps coming back on one- and two-year deals. And we need to improve at that position. So I think we should move Micah to linebacker on rundowns and then let him go rush the passer. And that was still that would make it even more confusing. We're leaving him, letting him move along the D line, but that's not helping when you need a linebacker to scrape and get over the top and run sideline to sideline. It was painful watching LVE chase that guy down the field, and I'm just like, I'm yelling at the TV like, dive! Like, what are you trying to stand on your feet for? Like, just try to trip him up or something. But yeah, the linebacker play is like really been bothering me, and it wasn't just Arizona. That's why I mentioned it before the Arizona game. 
I think it's a weakness, and I think we should use our best linebacker at linebacker on rundowns, which is Michael Parsons. All right, all right. Uh, thanks for the for the call. I mean, you're you're probably on to something here. The only thing that that kind of strikes me about what you're saying is is the the quote rundowns. Like, what what is running downs? First and ten. I mean, like what third and one. I mean, what 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 are running downs? Because you know, there's a obviously you know quarterbacks can can audible out, out of things and so the first thing that they're doing when they break the huddle and they get to the line of scrimmage is finding Micah Parsons obviously is he over here is he over here is he back here at linebacker and if he's back here at linebacker and I'm supposed to run the football I may not run it anymore this might be this might be where I want to decide okay I can go back and, and throw it so you know I it's not just like simple as that where you're just like all right put him back there at linebacker but I don't think you're wrong in the sense of he he should be lining up in different spots on the field um and and I think that they might get back to that a little bit uh and and you know because he's he's starting to see it better uh and you know recognizing things and I think you need to get him maybe at times closer to the middle of the field where you're not just going away from him and, and, and attacking him because he, he's got so much closing speed. He can close better than anybody on this team. He's got so much speed that, that you almost want him playing sometimes in the middle of the field. So there's just different ways to use him, and, and I think that's what Dan Quinn's got to figure out. He's got to figure out how to use him a little bit better. I'm not disagreeing with the call. I don't know if you'll, you'll do it as much. I just know that sometimes that might play right into the hands of the offense to get him back a little bit and, and let them uh, throw the football. There's just not one thing that you do. It won't just be one thing. There'll be times he's here, times he's here, but throw him all, all over the field because I think he's capable of doing it. All right, another uh, text uh, question. This is about the game. He says, "I this is from a 706 numbers. I compared this game against the Cardinals like Rocky Three. Okay, when Mickey died before he fought Clubber Lang, got his ass beat. That's what Dallas with Diggs and injury leading up to the game. But Bland will be a Pro Bowl corner by the end of the year. Okay. Okay. So the Ron Bland is going to, is he going to find like, who's going to be the Apollo Creed to kind of help him and they run on the beach and train together and all that kind of stuff? Like who's going to do that and kind of get him to that level. I mean, I, I, if you haven't seen the movie, then that, the last um, minute has really just been a waste of your time. But, um, but yeah, basically the, the point is, is that you, you, you're going through so much shock, right? Right off the, the off the jump. You're not, you're mentally not focused and ready for a really, really good opponent, a better opponent than you think. And you weren't, you weren't as prepared as you needed to be for that. Uh, huge wake up call, having to deal with a lot of things emotionally now you got to get refocused. It's basically what what he's saying. Get refocused. Get this thing turned around and and go and 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 you know and beat Clubber Lang and then make like three or four more movies after that. All right, Will in Panama City Beach, Florida. Will, what's up? Hey Nick, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. First time caller, long time listener. I got two things I want to say to you. Okay. Uh, first thing, man, I'm a, a big fan of the break and I really miss you on that show, man. I uh, really do. It's a good show. Patrick does a great thing over yeah. there. 
but hey, we really miss you over there. Well, I appreciate it. They're they're killing it over there. They're they're doing a lot of cool, cool stuff. So basically, what we wanted to do is just have another show. Just add add another thing. Don't really lose anything there. Just add a little bit more. Basically, squeeze my show right in between uh, Cowboys breaking and, and talking for a fun filled morning. So uh, that that's what I think that I think that we've been able to accomplish. But thanks for saying that. Yeah, yeah, man, y- y'all doing a great job. Love, love both shows. Um, next thing I want to say is, uh, I'm gonna say I want to make a pick for the game. Cowboys bounce back. They fix those red zone struggles and uh, they bounce back twenty to seventeen. Cowboys win. All right, all right. That's pretty close to the score that, that I have. Um, uh, thanks, thanks for the call, Will. Appreciate yeah, that. Hey, that. It was really good talking to you, Nick. Thank good, you very much. Good talking to you there in Panama City Beach, Florida. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, Fort Worth, a little different than Panama City. Let's go to Fort Worth. David on the line. Dave, what's up? Hey, how you doing, Nick? How are you? I'm doing good, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you're, hey, uh, you're going to the game. You're wearing your Zeke jersey, right? You're, you're, the, <laughs> you're the caller that said, I'm a bad fan because I want to wear – I, I want to root for Zeke, right? Uh, yes, I'll be I'll be going to the closet and doing the feed me whenever he okay. scores. Not- <laughs> oh, no, no, no. See, here's the thing. That was Wednesday. I I I was listening to the show again the other day with Dan, uh, about uh, Danny McRae, and you said that, and that was Wednesday. And I'm like, okay, come Friday, there might be a different tune now. I mean, are we just like, all right, thanks Zeke, thanks for being here, but let's 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 hope he fumbles. Well, no. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I want him to like I want him to come back and like. Have some good runs and stuff and stuff like that. I did. I feel like I didn't really get to maybe explain enough, but I want our defense to rock him. You know what I mean? Like I really want. I mean, he's a he's a he's a sledgehammer still. Like I still believe he has that. But I want to I want to see some collisions, man. I mean, of course everything's safe and everybody you know get home safely. But I want to see like a battle. To me, this is going to be like a, a storyline, you know, in itself uh, beyond the game, like just the redemption type of thing, the prove it type of game. Yeah, I really want to see. I'm really pumped up for this game, big time, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah. and and you you should be. This is this is gonna be this is gonna be a good one. You know, Zeke. I mean, Zeke's always running hard. Always, do, you know, that's the way he plays. He's played that way. He's been consistent. But if, if there's even Dak said it yesterday, if if there's a any more inside, if there's this other gear, it, it's it's gonna come out Sunday. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I think I, I think I have a little bit of like a, a little bit of love for Zeke as well because he. Des Bryant and Demarcus Ware are the only Cowboys that I've actually met in person, like outside of like the arena, like mm-hmm. you know, out like in the restaurant or whatever. So uh, I mean, I just I just like the guy, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But I just wanted to give a um, score prediction, you know, crazy prediction, and then my wife's crazy prediction, like I do normally on Fridays, <laughs> if that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to do uh, twenty-seven to twenty-three. I think Dallas takes it. Um, I think that CD actually gets the best of Gonzalez. I think they're going to put him in the slot kind of get him on some rub routes and stuff like that, get him open. He's going to have a quiet 100 yards and a touchdown, I think. I don't think he's going to make a bunch of splash plays, but I think he's going to, uh, you know, kind of uh, just eat up the yards on him. Uh, my wife believes that uh, Gilmore and Bland both get a pick this week, so I'm excited. And like I told Chris uh, before I got through, um, my wife is actually 40 weeks pregnant now, man, so I think oh, this wow. might be my last yeah, this might be my last call for a while. So, uh, man, I appreciate everything. I appreciate you guys always taking my call. Oh. And uh, go Cowboys, man! I'll definitely be listening. I'll try to text in, but I might. I, you know, I got a, <laughs> I got a new storyline started. You know, what oh, I love it. I love it, man. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, new, you definitely have a new storyline uh, uh, coming up. Your, your life will change for for sure in in, uh, in a great way. Uh, and that's awesome. Forty weeks pregnant, and and and, and talking about Gilmore and Bland getting picks and and things like that, and. Uh, that's great. You've been uh, you've been a great uh, caller and 
been a consistent caller on the show. Um, so good luck to you and, and, and your wife and with the, with the baby coming up. Uh, but uh, we're we're gonna be here. So uh, you know, if you if you, you need a break and then if you you know, we'll 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 uh, we'll take a call too. If we, you know, hear a little baby in the background, that's fine too. Um, all right, that's a you know, got a lot of close score. You know, I think a lot of people are kind of thinking that's going to be a, a close scoring game, and um, I like I like what you said about about Zeke. I mean, uh, th- there's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with with that. You know, the, these players you, you don't want them to have a lot of success, but you know, I for me personally, when I when I think about him, and you know, it's it's weird how fast you know time can can fly a little bit. I mean, I remember him just being a very young. Uh, immature player i mean he, he was he was he was the youngest player in the nfl when he got here um and and he was immature um but he 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 grew up he really did we watched him grow up um we watched him grow up the hard way uh at times he dealt with a lot of stuff and i thought sometimes unfairly i thought the way that you know the, the league handled some of this stuff um when he first got into the league things that had happened at ohio state and the way that just kind of drug on and all that but i gained a lot of respect for Zeke in the way that he knew how to be a superstar. And that is not the easiest thing in the world because it's nice when you get 175 yards or 200 yards or two touchdowns and you win the game and yeah, they want to talk to you after the game. Yeah, of course, come right, you know, come to my locker. I'm here. But when you get 35 yards and, or you get 52 yards and you have a fumble and, and, and you didn't win the game, um, still, same thing. I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'll face the music. Um, that's what superstars do, and I've seen I've seen guys that that are Hall of Famers that weren't consistent like that. They, that didn't always talk when when they should have. I've seen the guys that step up there every single Sunday, and Zeke was that guy. He did it every Sunday, every Wednesday, and and he 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 grew up. He grew up, and 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 I'm proud of him. You know, and I sound like the old guy, but I mean, but to him I am. But but I, you know, I I am proud of of the way his career and what he's done, and how he's able to leave and come back. And you got loyal Cowboy fans that are like, I hope he does well. That right there is a sign a sign of a guy that that's really you know really turned things around and did it the right way. All right, we got to speed this up for two more calls. Uh, Steve in New York, what's up, Steve? Hey, Nick, um, just for my question real quick, um, I love Zeke, big fan, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, not wearing a 21. <laughs> uh, I'm coming, actually coming down for the game here from New York. So Awesome. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, you're you're pretty much my age. I mean, you, you remember 2003, Emmett's first game back. Yeah. And you had the all-time leading rusher. I mean, I've, you know, no way was cheering for him then. And listen, I hope Zeke does good every other game except, uh, right. except Sunday. Wishing the best. Quick question for you is, though, I'm not a big stat guy, but um, – did I see that we're the only team in the league that does not have a touchdown by a wide receiver? And if that's true, what do you attribute that to, um, the quarterback or our system so far? Or it could just be the games, uh, you know, the, the flow of the games that we've had so far. Yeah, I, I think um, I I don't know if that status. I mean, I know they haven't had one with a wide receiver. That would make sense. I mean, that's kind of rare here, three games in. So it doesn't surprise me if the Cowboys are the only team that haven't have done that. Um, 
it's still it's still three games. So again, this is kind of tough to figure out. Okay, put your finger on certain things. Um, I think I think four games is 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 a good is a good number for that. I mean, I, I, it's a month into the season. You, you've had home games, road games. You know, good teams, bad teams, and, and all all that kind of stuff mixed in. So I think after four games, you could really start to to d- decide what's a trend, what isn't. And, um, you know, I, I, I would be surprised if they, they go to this game and, and don't have one. But as for the reason why, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of it has been the play calling, the conservative play calling really in the red zone. I mean, sometimes they're not even going for touchdowns. They're not even throwing it. And when they do, it's been, you know, low percentage passes, you know, on, on to the outside. Um, so they really haven't been you know they haven't taken a lot of shots down the field uh as well so i think it's it's really more of of the the conservative play calling when they've gotten down uh to the red zone all right uh last caller uh rob in vegas hey nick what's up rob i think uh defensively i think we'll dominate I, uh rpo quarterbacks give us an issue and mac jones is definitely not that true uh I could care less about Zeke. I'm a Cowboys <laughs> fan, not a players fan. Once you leave, you're the enemy. And I want to see Dak get back to being a playmaker and less of a game manager. I think he needs to play like he did at Tampa. He keeps telling us I should use my legs more, and he should. I yeah. think that, that's more of his game. And uh, I think the final score is 30-16. to 16. If this defense gives up 20 points or more to the Patriots, then we're in big trouble. Okay. Because uh, this defense is way too good. That offense isn't dynamic, and there should be no reason they give up more than a touchdown or so against the, the Patriots. Couple field goals, but I see thirty to sixteen. This yeah. has to be a, a statement game because next week you go against the bully. So far with the Forty ers you cannot lose this game and then jeopard and then maybe lose next week because then your season is in big trouble. Yep. I, I agree. I agree. Thanks. Thanks for the call. Uh, it's early yeah. in the season, but but it's not too early to start looking down the road. And, and you know, because you, you, what happens is is that you get to a point when you lose, you know, and you don't you don't get the seed that you want, or you miss the playoffs, or whatever. You you'll start going back down, you know, to week three, week two, week six, and go, man. Could have won that one. Should have won that one. So it's not too early to start thinking these games matter. You only play 17 of them. Uh, they they all tend to matter. And, and and this is one where you're at home. You're facing a quarterback that is 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 he's not that good. He's really not. He's and he's certainly not mobile. He's not he's not the type of guy that's been running all over the place and all, and all that. Um, you you've got to be able to control him. Um, make him throw the football. Just. Shore up the running game, the run defense, make him go throw the football, and and I think good things will will happen more for the Cowboys. Um, I I've got my score is twenty three twenty. It's kind of a, along the line as some of these others. Uh, of course, Robin Vegas has said if they score twenty, it's not good for the defense. But I I, I got him right there at twenty twenty three twenty. Our pod pick is who's going to score the first touchdown. I think it will be Zeke. I think I think they'll score, they'll get down there, and Belichick's going to give it to him, and I think he'll get in. That doesn't mean it'll change. It'll be you know setting the tone for the game, but I do think Zeke uh, hits my pick for the first rushing touchdown of the game uh, for either team. All right, it's been a good week uh, here on Cowboys Storyline. Um, for Chris Beam, I'm Nick Eatman. We will see you Monday to talk about the Cowboys and the Patriots. We'll see you then. Cowboys break coming up here in just a few minutes. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about that?
Sebastian Gallo! Yeah!